Welcome back to the 4A Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We've uh, we've baseballed a couple days, a couple divisional shakeups. The Giants have taken over second. The Reds have taken over first. The Nets suck. Uh, <laughs> Eric Cole wiggles his fingers. Shohei Otani is pretty good at the baseball thing. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. When the Giants are doing good, Tom is doing good. And the Giants have now won a lot in a row. Um I think nine in a row now and we swept the Dodgers and we have taken two out of four from the Padres and we're still on it. We're still on it. Um, Steve, uh, I know you're a Nats fan. How are we doing from a Nats perspective? Uh, They've gone like 19 for or 16 for the last 19. Like they've lost 16 out of the last 19. So not, not very good. Um, But you know, it's okay. We're expected to be bad and that's really all that matters. Imagine the Nationals just got like the eighth overall pick next year. Are, are, I mean, wait, are they one of the teams? Is that one of the, are they one of the teams I, that gets screwed? I don't. By? I don't understand how it works because like so if what you get you, like a top three pick, like you can't get a top ten pick. How does that make it, sense? If you if it's you're not involved with the revenue sharing or something. Pretty much, Devs. The Nats have been bad for too long. It needs to been end. bad for two seasons. MLB draft lottery work. Work. Okay. How do, how do work? Three seasons? Okay. 2021 to complete the first round, playoff teams will select in an order that combines the postseason finish, revenue sharing status, and reverse order of winning percentage. Reverse order of the regular season winning percentage and postseason finish will be used to set for 2023. Okay. So last year it didn't apply. This year it does. Yes, 2024. Uh, <laughs> what? So the Nats, for some reason on this lottery website, they're saying that you guys have potential for the first overall pick. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um, But one positive That's thing, you're talking about revenue sharing and stuff like that. One positive thing is that from 20... The, the lawsuit from 2012 to 2016, the Nats are going to get paid about $100 million from the Orioles for their mass and dispute, mm. which is a positive. I saw that today. Nats could possibly get sold. I saw that yesterday, so hold it. Nope. Nope. Yep. No proof. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Nats are finally free from the massing curse, or are they? I don't really know. Uh, no, that was only from t- to 2016, 2012 to 2016, which was like the Nats prime. Well, there goes the Baltimore Orioles Adley Rushman extension. So <laughs> you go get them, Stevs. Go and get them. No, they got Kebert signed for seven years. Well, no, nah, K-Bear and Adley. Throw throw K-Bear at first. Yep. Or just get rid of him. Or just get rid of him. Nah, he good. He's better than Adley. Mm, um, No. <laughs> Teams that receive revenue-sharing payouts can't receive a lottery pick for more than two years in a row. And those that don't can't get a top six choice in consecutive drafts. Okay. So you guys don't participate in revenue sharing. So you can't get top six picks in consecutive drafts. So next year, the well, highest you'll be able to do is seven. Seven. Which so, is mm, not really. It gives teams incentives to actually spend money, so that's going to fix some of our problems, hopefully, unless they're just okay with getting the seventh overall pick and sucking every year. And it's saying that teams that do participate can't do it two years in a row. 
So like say the Nets did and got top six. Like say okay, they participated the following year. Yeah. Yeah, because the goal is to try and prevent tanking for too long. So like the athletics next year will have that. Well, you're just so so my issue with that is you're just gonna like teams that are just genuinely bad top to bottom, like the Nats and, and the athletics are just that you're just hurting them even more. Well, that's no. trying to prevent teams from doing what they did. It's to just absolutely get rid of everything and suck on purpose to try and get infinite draft picks. I think it's good for baseball because owners do need to spend more. Regardless of whether you're a, quote, small market team, your owners should have plenty of money to spend, um, especially if you're Oakland. I feel bad for you fans. Uh, your owner's loaded, absolutely loaded, and does not spend any money on the team. And that will come back to bite him in the face now. So that's good. I think it's good for baseball. I think owners need to be more active, probably not as active as the Dodgers. but you The know, Lerner family is the fifth richest family in baseball. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, seeing as they dumped all their money into a bit of fire, the bottom six are Rays in this order: Reds, Marlins, Diamondbacks, Brewers, Rockies, Rays. That makes more sense. But guess what? There's no Oakland on there. So, Oakland. where the Giants? Where do the Giants fall on there? Actually, I'm curious because we have not uh, money at all. I'm trying to find you guys. We have not dumped money. You guys are number six, right behind See? that. Come on now, come on now. We got to drop more money. Wait, Brad, are you number one or is that the uh... Dodgers are middle of the pack? I think they're number ten. Who's number one? The Steve Cohen guy. <laughs> Steve. Not <laughs> <laughs> there. Oh man, certainly his team's playing well right now. Uh... Um... Blue yeah. Jays second, Braves third, Guardians fourth. Guardians fourth. They, Dolan they four point like, six. They're playing the victim, dude. They act like they're the they're one of the small market teams. They're really not. Yeah. Um, Cleveland is not a small small town. I would not consider it. Um, no. Nah. Spend money on your team. Don't get messed up in the draft. Anyways, we wanted to talk about the NL Central today because. Theoretically, any team can win the NL Central. Theoretically, yes. The yes. Cardinals, it's a bit of a reach right yeah. now. Nope, it's not a reach for me. I'm still, I'm That's, still. I, Tom, hold on, hold on. As of as of right now, do you still have them winning the Central? Pretend we're making our predictions right now. Like the, that's what we're the trying to do. The season started today. Oh, I'm going. Do off you of still today. have them? Have them going? One moment. Hold on. He is one momenting. Just for reference, at the beginning of the season, Tom and Stabs had the Cardinals. I had the Brewers. Yes. Um. In terms of talent on these rosters, the Cardinals are still the best team in the NL Central, and I don't think that ends. And this is a hot take. I I want to be spicy today. I'm feeling it. I'm still picking the Cardinals to win. I'm I'm standing. I'm doubling down. Stabs, you can choose to take the easy route, or you can choose to double down like a cool person, and look super cool. When the Cardinals come back and win the Central, just like me. Steph, um, what are, what are your I'm, thoughts? I'm checking out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm checking out. Because um, uh, right now, Reds are, Reds are in first. Milwaukee's half a game back. The Cubs are three and a half. Pittsburgh is four. And then Cardinals are eight. Since then, he Reds on a 10-game win streak. Yep. 
I did not know that. <laughs> I knew they were at seven, but that was like probably three days ago. So that I would cannot. Track. I cannot take the Reds, Cubs, or Pirates seriously anymore. I can take the Reds seriously. I can't. I I really can't. So why why not? Right now. Yes. Pitching depth. Okay, but you have to admit that that's a pretty. It's a pretty solid offense. It's a, it, it it has become a shockingly good offense, but the pitching depth. Are you saying like to 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 win the division or to go deep in the playoffs? To win the division. See, that's different. I I think in the playoffs they're screwed regardless. And I think I'm just talking about who's I, winning this division because only one team's making it out. I think as a team, let's check let's check the pitching um for the for the Reds. Let me see. It's Hunter Green, Andrew Abbott, and then every single other person. Graham Ashcraft. Graham He's Ashcraft. been horrible. Uh, Lodolo's hurt. Luke Weaver's horrible. I just don't know if they get it done, and I, 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 I hate to say it because if you if you'd asked me five five six weeks ago, I'd be like the Pirates have a stacked offense. I don't see anyone breaking it down. But look at them; they've regressed. Everyone that offense has regressed, and I, I think this is a similar thing happening with the Reds. I think they're all going to regress slightly, and I think they'll be look more like the Reds in a couple weeks' time. Do you do you think that this continues? Do you think it's sustainable? You know how every prospect that the Reds have is a infielder? Yeah. Why don't they just move on for a starting pitcher? To try and make a run this year? No, like a young one, like a prospect. Oh, uh, might not be a bad idea. I mean, like you go Noel V. Marte to the Guardians for Gavin Williams. Is Gavin Williams the Guardians too? Uh, uh, in terms of pitching? He's their number one prospect. What? What happened to um? Shoot, what was his name? Daniel no, Espino's probably. injured. Okay, I like Daniel Espino at least coming out of last season. I haven't really paid He's attention to Daniel. Yeah, he hasn't pitched once this year. He comes back though. Um, I'm checking by by teams. Um, take a look at this Reds. Hold on, because the Reds, if they have any starting pitching, I don't know any any starting pitching in their in their system. Andrew Abbott. Okay. Um, let's see. The UVA kid a couple of years ago. I mean, who would you want to move from this from this core here? Because I Noel V. Marte. Really? Yeah. Why not? You have so many infielders. He's probably got the highest upside from any of these guys other than Ellie, right? I mean, you could argue that. Here's the thing, right? I don't think they should move Jonathan India because I think he's a veteran presence who's been around their organization for a few years. Yeah. I don't think they're not going to pick up Votto's option next year just because it doesn't make sense to. Even if he's good this year, like decline it and pay him less, something like that. Spencer Steer, you got to give him every day at bats. You have Matt McClain who you need to give every day at There's just so many people on this team that need every day at bats that at some point someone's got to take a blow and they've got to, if you want to build a team that's going to go compete, Orioles are a little bit ahead of where the Reds are right now, but they're in a similar boat that at some point the prospect's not going to play for the Orioles and they're going to have to go to another team. So that team can go compete. So the Orioles can go compete. They go get an arm. That's what we want them to do this year because right now, Ellie De La Cruz is performing expected stats are worse. Uh, what's his name? Matt McLean performing. Expected stats are worse. Nick Senzel has fallen off the face of a cliff. Friedel is performing. Not good expected. Steer performing. Good expected. India performing. No, no. Good expected. My, my my point is, though, I think the entire offense as a whole will regress 
I, I don't know if this is necessarily a playoff contender. I like their future, and you, we're all seeing it happen in front of our eyes, but I think it's definitely some recency bias to say that this team has like a really good offense that will be here for the rest of the season. I don't think it continues. I think this might be this might continue for a good two, three weeks with the with their offense breaking out like this, but it's it's gonna regress eventually. And I think there's still some good pieces in this lineup, but it's too early for them to to start, you know, moving towards a playoff contending team. I just think like the reason I'm saying pitching prospects or outfield prospects is because they see what's up on the major league level right now. And when the team is performing at its best, they see where the holes already are. And right yeah. now they don't have patches for those holes. Yeah. And it, it sucks because I thought Graham Ashcraft could be good. And you still think he could be good. Oh, a hundred percent. I think he can be good. I think they could have a three headed monster. Nick Lodolo came out the gate very hot and then decided to stop being good. But I think those three Hunter green Lodolo and Ashcraft could make a pretty good one, two, three punch in a rotation. Not to mention, you still have Alexis Diaz. I don't know if that's going to – are they going to want to keep him in the long run? Probably. I think they should. He's, he's still – is he 24? He's in his second year. That's all I yeah, know. he's all right. So so they'll hold on to him. And I, I honestly like the idea, Brad, of, of them picking up an outfield prospect more so than starting pitching right now just because I feel like getting at-bats is more important than getting innings. I feel like – because once you have a solid offense, all you have to do is pick up a free agent You know, in the future. I think that might be when they start to get into that contending window – like we mentioned with the Orioles, then you go out and buy someone at the free agent market instead of developing one. Um, I'm looking at the 2023 draft order. <laughs> to that logic, though, you could just as easily go out and buy an outfield player just as easily as you could buy a pitcher. And Every this... free agent last year sucked now, and it's just Aaron Judge that's good. So I'm, 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 I'm very reluctant to say go out in free agency and buy out, but – it occasionally works, and I think it works more so for pitchers than it does I mean, for hitters. There's just, always going to be up and down off seasons, right? There's always going to be there's going to be an off season where there's seven guys at each position that will greatly impact your team. Last season, that there was there were guys that could do that. It was shortstop. There was four shortstops that should impact the team in a positive way. Really, none of them have really done that, but. Um, there will be a time where the outfield will be stacked with seven different guys that will benefit your team or should benefit your team in some capacity. Like the biggest names in the outfield market just for next year, Peterson, who is really more of a DH type bat that you can stick in left field. Conforto has a player option, which he's almost definitely going to take. Blackman is going to get out of the league unless someone takes that $4 million flyer. Cody Bellinger, AJ Pollock, Teoscar Hernandez, my boy Mark Canna, Michael Brantley, Hunter Renfro. Like, it's not a strong outfield class. Yeah, it's not. Who's the second guy you mentioned? I <laughs> it was Michael not... Conforto. No, the next guy. Charlie Blackman. The next guy. Cody Bellinger. Yes, he could be useful. <laughs> Uh, I think the I think my biggest concern with Cody Bellinger at this point is his health, and I wouldn't have said that six months ago. I would have said he can't hit baseballs, but now he's got the highest OPS since his MVP season, and he's still playing good defense. It's just the injury concern now. So I mean, he could be he could be useful. I think he's going to be looking for more of like a six year deal. Do you think he's? Do you agree with that? The under the hood looks really bad for Cody. Yeah. Do you think he's going to be looking for a longer-term deal in this offseason? I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. Just try and cash out. Like, some some team will take – someone will give him, like, a five-year, $75 million contract. 
Yeah, and I, I yeah, I think there's a couple teams. Did they just uh, DFA Will Myers? The Reds did, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure because he was he was good in his time. It's just I think it, he's past that time. <sighs> Sorry, cat jumped it's... on the table. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's also <laughs> remember there's a if a player's a top 100. There's the whole thing that if a player's a top 100 prospect and he starts the opening day on your roster and he wins rookie of the year, you get another draft pick. Really? So, yes. So Corbin Carroll can do that for the Diamondbacks this year. Hunter Brown could do that. Yoshida could do that. Did you just like, make that up? Is it? No, is it's that a real, Brad. The Mariners have it this year. Could Jordan Walker do that? No. I don't know how he works because, because he, he got, started he on, on opening, opening day. day roster, but he got sent down. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting. That is an interesting. I'm just, I never. I, I didn't even know that. I didn't know. It was a so thing. the Mariners have the have three first round picks this year. They have their one for placement, their one for Julio, and then a comp round. And basically, comp round picks work that ten teams or all teams that have either ten one of the smallest ten markets or ten smallest revenue pools get an additional pick. I wish I knew about this stuff like earlier. That yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just never knew that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to see if that um, Jordan Walker thing is true. Oh, let me look up. Um, hmm. I'm going back to the drive to see our preseason predictions because obviously you come into the season as the like the the operators of the Cincinnati Reds, and you come in with this idea, this book, this this plan to be like, this is a rebuilding season. I think we had, most of us had them winning 95 games or like 90 games. It was bad. Losing? Um, yeah, losing. Sorry, did I say winning? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Losing, losing. 90, 90, 95 games. So, and and they probably thought the same. So as the owner, do you stick to your book or do you, you, you know, switch it up and, and, and start to change or tinker with the plan? Like, because you saw the Pirates did that. They're like, they jumped the gun. I feel like they jumped the gun a little bit in ext- extending Brian Reynolds' doing all this stuff. Uh, being, I don't being think active. Brian Reynolds' extension was a correlation of their success. I think it was it has been in the work for a long time, and they just finally executed it. I guess it's, it was I just good timing think. that it was during it was during like their 10-win hot streak that, that he randomly decided to change his mind. No, um, they finally gave him like the extra year or something that he wanted. He still got fleeced, but yeah. I mean, good for him. Um, still I mean, okay, so right, it comes back to 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 contract security, right? He's locked in for what is it, eight years? Is it seven or eight years? I think it was eight. But he's locked in for eight years with X amount of money, and I I would rather have that type of security because like if he drops off the face of the earth, like Soto did at the beginning of the year, you don't have that type of job security, right? And like Chris or Chris Davis. Like he was good. He signed that long-term contract and then dropped off the face of the planet. If he didn't do that, he would be out of the league and not have that money coming in. That's a good point. I have more faith in Brian Reynolds, but I mean, I do back as well. But... Um, back, back to the whole Reds, right? They got the the seventh overall pick, the thirty-eighth overall pick, and the forty-third. You can snag. Two good arms, if you want, especially at number seven, you have everyone but Paul Skeens on the board. Is the Florida guy on the draft? Hurston Waldrop. 
He's in. Yeah. Okay, so he's gonna he, yeah. he might go to them. He was I thought he was projected twentieth. If I recall, he, it's around Brewers, Orioles, Giants. Do you think they're gonna pick up an outfielder then? Do you think they just go with an outfielder safer bet? I mean, the projected like late top ten has been a lot of shortstops and like Rhett Louders in there, Chase Delander out of Tennessee. So we see we've seen this in the past. Teams that don't actually need players, but they're the best on the board. Like, for example, I think the Blue Jays in 2020, they picked Austin Martin, who was a shortstop, even though they had Bo Bichette. He was the best option in that draft, in, in that position. They could have picked an outfielder, which they actually needed, or maybe pitching, which they probably needed even more back then. But they chose Austin Martin because he was the best available. Do you think the Reds take advantage of the best available, or do you think they actually pick what they need? Because the, they can easily flip a guy, but, you know, so they avoid all that? I. I think that that really depends on like who's still on the board, right? Like if like best available at number seven is like Wyatt Langford, some for some reason let's pretend he falls, then obviously yeah they're gonna go best available and pick Wyatt Langford. But if like best available is Jacob Wilson, who is seven and is a shortstop, I don't think they're gonna go that way. And it's also like the way the draft works is you take the best on the board. And like for majority of the draft, you don't focus your needs unless it's like skeins or crews at one. Like Tigers need a skeins more than you need a cruise. Not that skeins is better than cruise, but like that, that's kind of the philosophy that most teams have going into the draft. It's also the Reds, to some degree, you can look at what they need, as in like you think with their 18 shortstop prospects, one of them will mount to a competent major league shortstop. So, you know, maybe not taking Arjun Namala, not taking Jacob Wilson, um, Namala is a high school kid. It might make sense in that spot, especially when there's other prospects around there. There's also Kyle Teal out of UVA that might, might make some sense there. Their catching position, Tyler Stevenson, has not been that strong this year. You're just looking at what players are going to be helpful to your future, right? Austin Martin, that Blue Jays pick, has amounted to about nothing. Um so but granted it was Austin Martin was was sick in college so I mean it was it was a good pick then it hasn't aged very well but I think hindsight's 2020 and, and I mean nowadays you, you won't you won't know how these guys pan out I am just worried that they some that that they pick up another infield prospect and he gets blocked and never gets a chance to break out I said it looks like you're about to say something no it was not I was really just just watching just listening um it's it's also like there's a top five consensus on the board this year for the draft and then it starts to get a little bit shaky because especially the college arms are not strong in this draft so if the reds want to go a college arm they gotta they have they're in a very good spot to do that because since likely top five are off the board and the only team they'd be competing with is the athletics especially if the athletics do what they seem to do and be cheap and try and strike a deal with a lesser, like someone that would have gone in the teens. Reds could also probably get away with that with Hurston Walter. Uh, Brad, do you remember what you had the Reds going this season? 62 and 100, 52 and 110. 100, 52 and 110. <laughs> yeah. We all had them losing over 100 games and we had their ceiling being 62 and 100. Their ceiling—that's the highest score with a low volatility rating. But I also and, don't think that they that we said that they were going to go 
call everyone up. That's true, but I, actually, yeah, I think we Steph's, saw them calling Steph's up Ellie. Steph had, Steph's had Ellie De La Cruz as their breakout. Um, I think we and, had, but I think we had him coming up a little later, like around now to in a couple weeks. Like, I would have said after the All Star break. Come this soon. Um. God, yeah. I mean, Brad, you you expected Nick Lodolo to be the only bright spot on this team. You had you had Nick Lodolo as the MVP, Cy Young breakout, and most important. Yeah, Nick Nick Lodolo. Um, they've been doing fine without him though. So I think um, it's just so interesting how things have how things have changed because I think we had I think we all the the uh, Cardinals, you know, being a dominant team. I don't know about a hundred wins, but I think. Yeah, I, 90, I, I, I what think I had them at like 87, 88, and the Brewers slightly above them. You had them at 90 and 72. I, and then me and Stevs had them at 92 and 70. And then we pulled the Brewers. I think me and Stevs had the Cardinals winning, and then Brad, you had – Brad, and, you had the Cardinals – oh, did you change it? I changed it when we did the predictions. Okay. Like the prediction right. episode. You probably, you probably just flipped the two because you had the um, Brewers going 88 and 74. I can actually look at exactly what mine was. Because it's so weird. I. Because going into the season, no one, no one would have thought the Cardinals were going to be bad. I mean, I thought they'd be pretty bad to pitching, but I thought their offense would be able to cancel it out. But mm-hmm. I, I still, I still stand by it. I think after this, this whole discussion about the Reds and their future, I think the Reds have a brighter future than probably all the teams in the NL Central. But I don't think it's going to be this season, and I don't think they maintain this hot streak that they're on. Obviously, they're on a ten-win game win streak. And says, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, they're three outs away from 11 games. But, I mean, I, I don't think I, either of us are really going to disagree with you on that point. I think they have the best future because the the Brewers have young have youngish talent. They called up a couple guys, and I'm actually kind of excited about their future. But they also have a couple older guys that are probably going to age out soon. Uh, the Cubs really have no type of young talent. They have Pete Crow Armstrong and – PCR. And Wait, Chris PCA. Perfell. PCA. Um, uh, and then the pirates, I mean, they have young guys, but uh, nothing that's really going to wow unless they get Henry Davis. talent. Um, and then the St. Louis Cardinals have a bunch of old guys and they do have some young talent, but they have a bunch of old guys and that's really the issue there. So, I, I mean, no, the reds top to bottom probably have the best talent wise coming up. It's just a matter of if they can use or utilize that talent to get them arms. I think right now Jackson Churio is still my favorite prospect in the game, and I, I like. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Dude? No, I I, I have okay. an unrelated point. Okay, I, I I think I like the Brewers' outfield future, um, and I I I don't I do hate too. the Brewers, but I their offense has been very lackluster this season, and I I don't think that a good pitching team like the Brewers can you know, get over the hump of winning their division with such a bad offense. Brad, where, where are you at on this? Because I, I know you're probably siding with the Brewers. I'm with the Cardinals. Do you think it really just falls between the Brewers and the Cardinals, or do you think we have another team in this conversation to win the division? Obviously, it's up to everyone, but if you can narrow it down to two. If I had – I can't narrow it down to two is the issue because I feel like this division is so lackluster that – if the Pirates just play competently, the Reds just play competently, they could be in this race. I said it last episode that an 85-win team can win this division. And I don't – I think given the balanced schedule that none of these teams are overly that good, that they're all going to get hurt when they play 
the American League, when they play the NL West, which might place three wildcard teams, when they play the NL East, who the teams, the Phillies are getting hot. The Marlins are somehow solid. The Braves are very good. Like you'd think the Mets will perform at some point. They just don't stand up to the competition that if just, if they, whoever, I'll say this, this sounds stupid, but whoever performs the best against in division will win the division. I think that's, I mean, that, that's not a bad point. I don't think that's a, I think that's a great point because I mean, they have the most, they have the most opportunities to play them. I mean, especially in like a four game series between the top two teams, I, these teams slide a lot. Like they'd like to, they like to go in streaks. Like the Cubs were great and then they were really bad and now they're great again. Same thing happened with the Pirates. Cardinals have never broken through that, 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 that hump. And um, they're going to in September or something. And I, yeah, and, and you can see the Reds are on one now. The Brewers have been pretty consistently hovering around that 500 mark, but even them, they even they have gone through some ups and downs. They're, every every division in the game right now has had a consistent team that has either been really good or really bad. In the AL East, the Rays, uh, AL Central, I guess you can make the argument that that's the only other division that has one. There's the Rangers that have been on top since the beginning, the Braves, the Diamondbacks have been on top for weeks, if not months. Um, the central, there's no team that has been consistently good. And so I, I, that's why I think it could be the Cardinals that, that step up because no one else will. I think it's just a matter of, will the Cardinals be able to step it up before they've dug themselves too big of a hole? Yeah. I, I think if they, if they reach 50 losses before they reach 35 wins, then, then the window's over. I think it's over. But Stez, what were you at? To your point that whoever performs best in division, uh, the Reds are eleven and twelve, Brewers are eleven and five, Cubs are eight and eight, Pirates are ten and twelve, and the Cardinals are ten and thirteen. So they're all mediocre. <laughs> Wait, who's eight and eight? That was the best. No, Brewers uh, were best. Ele- eleven okay. and five for Brewers. Oh, the Brewers okay, the- not as many. Okay, but it's also like they haven't played the division as much. Yeah. So they're going to have more games against the division. So maybe maybe put a little bit of money on the Brewers went in. Um I just the thing with the Cardinals is it's all a bunch of guys that are either like veterans under free agent contracts or guys who are late pre-arb early arbitration. They've got Jordan Walker as a rookie. Rookie Lars Newpar is a third year. Tommy Edmonds like a third or fourth year. Dylan Carlson's a third or fourth year. So they're all cost controlled guys for a couple of years. But to the point of like future wise, next year we don't even know if they have they'll have Paul Goldschmidt next year. They have to be active in the pitching market because they don't have anyone coming up through the ranks as a pitcher. That I would be shocked if that's not what they're going after in the draft. It's just. I I thought I thought the Brewers' identity was a good pitching team with bad bats, but they have more batting war than they do pitching war. They are twenty third in batting war, and twenty sixth in pitching war. That's pretty bad, and everyone in the Central is really bad. So you can't really say that they're bad compared to league average because they're all below league average. But I there has to be something good that stands out. I I mean. I don't know if they're still there. St. Louis is ninth in batting war and 15th in pitching war. That has fallen off a cliff. Uh, but that's better than the rest of the, the, that anyone else can say. 
God, this this division is so confusing. Sorry, I. Stevs, do you have any any thoughts on this? I. On what the Brewers? The Brewers, the central, I mean, the division, the central in the, general, the central as a whole. I mean, like, we've covered everything. We talk about the central that both centrals nearly every single episode because they're just bad and they're the most interesting to talk about. I think all of our thoughts on the central are pretty much out there. I will say this. I don't think that I think the Cubs are the only team I can definitively say will not win the division. Yeah. I, I'm gonna try and narrow it down to two two teams uh in this race. And I think it's the Cardinals and the Brewers. Lame taking the I, easy way out. I, I, I oh Brad, you don't talk about the easy way out. You pick Shoei right. to win the, oh, sorry. So let's go ahead. So so you say the Cubs are the only team that won't win it and i don't fully agree with that i don't think they will but i don't fully agree with that right because they're about to sweep the pirates which is exactly what i wanted so remember tom we talked about the stretch that was coming up i said they had to sweep the pirates twice and they had to at least win two out of three in baltimore and that's exactly what they've done so far they're and they're pretty they're pretty annoying against the giants too i they're they're a little pesky team but um if they keep this going and they beat the beat up on the Cardinals in these next two games, I think they have a serious a serious uh chance at winning the division. Do I think they will? No, but I'm not I'm not marking I'd mark the Cardinals out before I mark them. And in all honesty, I I'm marking the Pirates. That would be my one team. If you want to say one team, I don't think the Pirates are gonna do it. I don't think they're gonna win it. Yeah, the Pirates pitching death is horrible. My I think one thing I, I would write them off is the Cubs don't have a farm system and they're primed right now to sell at the deadline and really upgrade that farm system. And that's which is true. really and, where and I'm at. I, that's not, but that's not the hypothetical. I guess I'm working. We're on two different types is I'm working. They keep the same squad together. They have a serious chance at it with the way Stroman's been pitching lately. I think he's won like seven, seven games and he's pitched to like a two, two, eight ERA. Like, He's doing very good. I I mean, he, if they if they even trade one person and it's Marcus Stroman, that loses them five games for the rest of the season. One hundred percent. That loses them seven games. Yeah, I, and Eight. they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. Brad just disagree. Okay, they they really shouldn't not sell. They have to sell at the deadline. There is no plan. And I think they I think they should too. But I'm just saying, I if they keep the team together, they have a serious chance at it. I think there's a difference between should and actually do because I don't think this team's smart enough to actually sell Brad. So I think they might be in that contention. I don't want to write them off because they're actually stupid. They're stupid enough to not sell. They did this with Ian Happ last year. Um, but hey. Yeah, but at least they, they extended him on like Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Did they keep Wilson too? They kept Wilson too. Wilson's on the Cardinals. They held both. No, but they, they both no, were saying, like they, they, no, but they were both was. right. They were yeah, both yeah. sobbing. They were both sobbing like the day before the deadline because they were like, "We're gonna get traded," and then neither of them got traded, and it was just really anticlimactic. Yeah, I, I can't write. I can't write any of these teams off. I'm sorry, but we're I'm gonna have to do that for... soon. Some point, like middle of the month, we're having like a full trade deadline preview, and it's gonna be chaotic because it's. I feel like. This is kind of moving into our next topic of the playoffs if they were today. This balanced schedule has made too many contenders, but that's a good thing. Like, there are going to be good teams that miss the postseason. Which kind of sucks, but... But that's how it should be. Like, a good postseason, a good expanded postseason was because the regular season was too good. Like, the, the teams were so good that the teams that are in the playoffs outside of the Centrals 
were the best teams there or the competition was so good that there was an actual race? Yeah, I I agree. And I, I think that I just find it annoying that, that two central teams are going to make it over teams like probably the Phillies, Marlins, Padres, Yankees, Blue Jays, you know, Astros and Angels maybe even. I mean, the wild card's there for a reason, but when you have a team in the wild card with 45 wins at this point in the season, I mean, that's going to happen, obviously, in divisional play. But the, the, the AL wild card is so stacked right now that a team with, like, 40, 41 wins, that's, what is that, a couple games over 500, uh, a lot of games over 500, isn't going to make the playoffs. And a team with two wins over 500 is going to make the playoffs. Which like, is- for... For reference, right? The Red Sox aren't in the postseason as of right now. Yeah. And they're on 85 win pace. So, yeah, that checks out. Last year, the Rays were the last team at 86 and 76. Toronto's at 539 winning percentage. They're on, what are they on? They're at an 87 win pace. Astros are just right above that, probably about an 88, 89 win pace. So, the fact that central teams, the, the Twins, who are on like a 78 win pace, can be in there and a 90 when teams don't make it. That's the problem. Yeah. Like if it, if a division winner, I think it should be if a division winner is worse than a team that didn't make the playoffs, then that division winner is null and void because they play in the wild card series anyways. Yeah. So why aren't they treated as a wild card team? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, you if you want to segment in here to the this hypothetical playoff scenario, sure. I I would love to trash no, on these wait. central teams. So that's what you guys Hold on. that but to, to your point on that, that kind of just it's it kind of that just turns into like a div, it's just div, or not divisions, it's just leagues. It turns into like the NBA, like Eastern and Western Conference, basically. Because you're one and two seeds or and then you have your one and two, and then you're basically going three, four, five, six. Right? No, but I'm saying that's that basically what I know it, what you're saying, but you're basically that's basically what it's going to turn into. No, it's all it's saying is if the Twins are the fifth best team in the league, if they are better than if they are literally better than the sixth seed, they keep the division. It is saying that if there are four other teams, the Orioles, the Yankees, the Angels, the Astros, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox. If every single one of those teams, if only four of those teams have to be better than them. If the Twins would not make the playoffs, if they weren't in their division lead right now, then they cannot be the division representative or something like that. And I understand that. I'm just saying that's you're basically turning it into Eastern and Western conferences. But, but that, the, that, that results in in better seating it, it, it i mean that's not a really bad yeah, thing. yeah but then I, you get rid of divisions no it doesn't though because it's just saying don't fucking suck <laughs> yeah i mean there it, it doesn't because it says a team like the twins who is two games over are they under 500 actually yeah under god that's really bad um under 500 um sorry i'm, I'm thinking here they, they, they can stay in their divisions they can do their little interdivisional stuff but at the end of the day a team like that shouldn't make the playoffs. And when you do this, you split into two leagues. The more the more teams in it, the more balanced it will be. The more the more it will balance out. If you give three, what are they, five team divisions per league, 
that's going to result in some weird, funky uh, orderings. Like we saw at the beginning of the season where the AL East and the AL Central put on top of each it's other. It's that way right now. In order. Yeah, so that's that's bad. And it's also like if you look at the National League side of it, this doesn't happen. The Reds are the, the playoff represent. Like the NL Central has a playoff representative. The Reds would be the sixth seed. Yeah, we're fine. I mean, if you really deserve to I'm be not, the playoffs, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying like that is what it would turn into, basically. But why? I don't think this is is as common as occurrence as you think it would be. Because last year the Cardinals would have been fine. The Guardians would have been fine last year. Would so would they still be the three seed or would they then be like the six seed, right? If they if it was normal, if yes. if they were as long as they were better than the seventh seed, what would be the seventh seed? They would get the three seed. Yeah. Okay. It's just making sure they're not a poverty franchise in the middle of a division. Would you rather see good team in playoff or bad team in playoff? I mean, I, I think they would still – I still think they would lose out no matter what. Like, I still think the Reds are a playoff contender, and I don't so, think anyone so, in Minnesota I mean, is a playoff contender. With, like no, a, for, with that point, the playoffs. with that point, give the opportunity to a team that actually can compete. Like, why would you want to watch – completely fair – Boston, I don't think Boston's a playoff contender if they get into the playoffs. I know, but the Blue Jays and the Yankees are both better teams than the Twins. The Astros are out of the playoffs right now, and, and they the are better than the Twins. And they proved I, it. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we want to watch the Twins play instead of a team that is actually deserving of the playoff spot. I don't want to watch the Astros, though. I, I don't want to watch the Astros either, but I mean, if they, if they deserve it, they deserve it. You know, it, it's not cheating right. anymore. Anyways, doing anyway. what the actual playoffs are. The Twins would be hosting a wild card series versus the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. How are we feeling? Angels in two. <laughs> Angels in two. Actually, I mean, the Twins. Twins starting rotation is a little scary. So, but the, they're going to be dueling against um, Otani and Detmers or Sandoval. Yeah, I think the Angels' offense has actually proven a lot of people wrong. Brandon Drury has been heating up. The rest of the the, the support. The support squad behind Trout and Otani has looked actually decent. So I'm still going to say, I'm still going to say Angels in two. They're fourth in the I AL and runs. Yeah, that's pretty I good. I think they would be, I think they would be a three game series, but I'm still taking the Angels. Uh, same here. I, it's more of a fact that the Twins can't hit. Yeah. And yeah. that's what breaks it apart. The Baltimore Orioles, the second best team in the American League, or third best. Are the four seed hosting the New York Yankees? I got Orioles in two. Orioles in two. I don't think it's even close. Orioles in two. I think Garrett Cole's start is competitive, but right now they don't have Aaron Judge, and that's the end of the story. That's it. Yep. Like I believe, without Aaron Judge, they are nineteen. No, they are nine and fourteen, is what I had read. And with Aaron Judge, they're a well above five hundred team. Yeah. We go to the National League. The Cincinnati Reds host the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tom? Didn't the Reds win the series against the Dodgers earlier this season? Yeah, earlier this month. Um, Are we saying like right now? 
as if, if, they're, if they were right if they're today right yeah but they're you gotta take into account that they're like the daybreak or whatever but yes i mean i'm just they, saying the dodgers hold on it was right now. i don't i don't june, know if i trust them june 6th 7th and 8th the reds won the first two nine to eight and eight to six and then lost the last one six to nothing when kershaw pitched against ashcraft i'm gonna say i'm gonna say reds in in three because the reds are the hottest team in baseball right now and the dodgers are the coldest team in baseball right now or one of the coldest teams they haven't been horrible, but for Dodger standards, I think right now I'm picking the Reds just because they're they're red hot offense. If we're talking about later down the road, I'm still picking the Dodgers, but right right now Reds. I think I'm gonna go Dodgers just on the like game one is Kershaw, and if you go back to that like they've won ten in a row, right? Yeah. So their last yeah. loss was that Kershaw start, or else it'd be thirteen in a row. Oh, yeah, that's actually true. That's a good point. Yeah. And then it'd probably be Bobby Miller in game two, who's pretty solid. Oh, no, their last loss was the Cardinals. That against the Giants. Sorry. Can you see what the uh... expected ERA was on that game versus actual? -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No, I – it's not a good series. It's going to be a three-game, I think, regardless. I I think Kershaw wins game one, and then they storm back for two in a row. It's just right who now. starts game three. For, I'm going to go Reds just on the fact no one can start game three. Tony it's like Gonsolin, Tony Gonsolin, Emmett Sheehan. Hey, like, man, no disrespect to Emmett Sheehan. No guard. He's on the I.L. Nope, put him in. The San Francisco Giants host the Miami Marlins. I'm taking the Giants. I just no bias. <laughs> Don't say See, whenever you say that. No, I know, I know you think there's bias, but there actually isn't. Okay, Yuri Perez is been one of the best pitchers in baseball recently. Luis Arise mm. is pretty good. The offense is okay. It's just who's the Giants start game two? Uh, so it's gonna be Logan Webb game one, and then we love we love to do openers. So we're probably just gonna start um, probably Brebbia or something game two. It, it, that's how it is usually. Um, we usually do uh, one start. On could, this season, they are three and three. Whole teams are three and three. I mean, you could you can make the argument that um, Alex Cobb. I don't know if we're considering the fact that he's on a ten day right now, but I mean, he it is as of right now. So he would probably be returning if the Giants made it to the division series. Okay, we'll play it like that then. Um, but yeah, I, I still think the Giants take it in two. Their offenses actually look legit for the first time in a while. And it doesn't scare me. Two. I'm taking it in two. I Sandy has has, a, has an ERA over five. Three. Sandy has an ERA over I think five. San, I Yuri, think Sandy Yuri hasn't can gone, lock in when y- need y- be. Sorry, Yuri hasn't gone deep into a game. Um, I don't think he's gone above six innings yet. Um, I like their bullpen, but the Giants have been relatively good at getting to bullpens recently. I don't know why. They've been getting shut down by starting pitching, but then they get to bullpens pretty well. I guess they don't have a good pregame ritual, so they get hot midway through the game. I don't know what it is, dude. But Giants and two. Brad, where are you at on this one? My thing is I feel like the Marlins would start Sandy game one, and I feel like that's auto win for the Giants. And I don't know if they beat Yuri game two. So I'll go Giants and three. Okay. All right, so we hop back to the AL. We have the Angels versus the Rangers. Rangers, and I don't think it's 
is I don't think it's close. Did they play recently? Yes, they did, and the Angels took three out of four. That's why it's interesting to me. Um, See, I, 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 my thing is, I think the Angels. Angels, I think the Angels, like Otani and Trout, will really lock in in the postseason. Like they'll turn it up to another gear, kind of like we saw in the World Baseball Classic. Rangers offense. It's not just Trout and Otani on the like. It's Seager for is their Otani right now, and then I mean Simeon's outperforming Trout. So I mean, yeah. I was still gonna take the Rangers, but I'm just I would be excited to at least see them in the oh, wild yeah. card beat up on the Twins. I, I, I'd be excited What's for the it's series. Five, it's, it's just it's a five game series, right? Yes, I'd take them in four. Rangers in four. Now for the most interesting, the Rays and the Orioles. You see, we talk about this one. We talk about this one. Uh, the Rays are four and six in the last ten, I think. Five and five. I think I think the Orioles are the exact same, if I'm not mistaken. Six and four. God! I was close, Brad. Um, I hate to say it, because Glasnow did not look good the other night. If that was not – maybe that was last night, actually. Yep. Um, the Rays are two and three against the Orioles this season. The Orioles have matched good teams pretty well this season. I, I cannot lie. Um, the pitching is just very mediocre. The starting the pitching. starting pitching. Uh, I I have to correct myself on that. Uh, I think given a, a good deadline, I think they could win. But right now, I don't think they can, just because the Rays have a better offense and better pitching staff. I think it's. I think it goes to five games, but I think the Rays take it. Brad, I know you want to pick I the Orioles as I well. Think... Wait, what Brett says what? I agree with you. Okay. Brad, where are you at on this one? I know you probably want to. I'm just looking. Grayson Rodriguez right now is a 286 ERA over 22 innings in AAA, but he's still walking 4.9 batters per nine innings. Uh, unrelated, just was looking. Um. It's annoying to say the top two teams in the AL are the wild card or the the championship series representatives. See, I think I would take the Orioles over the Rangers, but I don't take the Orioles over the Rays. I agree. Yeah. Interdivision matchup, you know how it is. Yeah. And so that gives us Reds at Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. I'm taking the Diamondbacks. I'm still taking the Diamondbacks. the Diamondbacks as well. I think that's gonna be. I think that would be a really, really cool matchup too, because they're two teams that are like young and like upcoming, right? And they're already in the divisional series. No, you guys made that decision. Yeah. Uh, Giants, Braves. See, the thing is, the Braves are low in starting pitching right now. They've got Strider, who locked in last night, had a really good start. I think he went six innings pitched, eight strikeouts, sounds right. One earned, good bounce back. The Vila was back up. So you got Strider, Webb. That would be a close one. Morton probably for game two. And then I have no idea for game three, either team in all honesty. Still have. Uh... I think the Giants take it to five. I don't know who wins game five, but. Well, it's a seven-game series. I mean, seven is games. It, is, it, is, it, is this five? Is this five or seven? Where are we at? Are we in the division? Wait, are we at the division? You're in the divisional rounds. This is a five. It's a five. So I think they take it to five. I think I I, I think 
the Giants are really good at beating up on good pitchers for no reason than losing to really bad pitchers. So I'm taking I the think Braves in five. I'm taking the Giants in five. I think just because in a Spencer Strider versus Logan Webb, Brad, I know you remember Logan Webb in 2021 in the postseason. He likes pitching in the postseason. He lives for it. I think if Strider and Webb both duel and it's it's a high game in the eighth inning, I'm taking the Giants bullpen over the over the Braves bullpen. The Giants bullpen has just looked more complete recently. So I think they take game one. I think Charlie Morton and Desclafani were at this point, uh, Cobb would probably be back because he's already served, I think, five or like a couple days of that 15 day IL. So I'm going to say Cobb's back. I like Cobb over Morton, even though Morton's a good. Actually, Morton's gotten this identity as a good postseason pitcher, but he's only been good in one postseason. The rest of them have been a little shaky. Um, I, I think they win that one. Bryce Elder is not that good, but I think they who shut down the Giants just because I, I said he's not good <laughs> because that always happens. Um, but I think every game it will come down to a bullpen game, and I think that the Giants play well against bullpens for some reason, and the Giants bullpen itself has been pitching well. We we play well in late innings. Um, I believe we have the most runs in the league scored after the eighth inning. So if it's a close series like that, game after game, I like the Giants. I rest my case. The Strider web could go either way. It's just how that works. I think Morton, when he's on, is better than Cobb. But when I think Cobb's just been better this season. The thing I'm thinking of is just... I feel like the Braves could break the Giants platoon thing by going one time through the lineup each or something. Like you start Elder, then you go to someone, like then you go to Smith Shaver something, and then you kind of drain the Giants bench pretty quickly. I think Giants. I'm going to go Giants. Yeah. And it's also just because I don't want both leagues to be 1-2-1-2. One, two, one, two. Because that's boring. Nope. Giants deserve it, baby. Um, we have the Rangers and the Rays. I said the oh. Orioles would beat the Rangers, not the Rays. So the Rays beat the Rangers. I agree with that. Um, we've already seen their matchup this season. It's been a little lackluster. Um, I'm picking the Rays in four. A sweep? Yep, that's right. Steps, where are you at on this one? Uh, I mean, we all agreed uh, that the Orioles would beat the Rangers, so I feel like that just, yeah, solidifies the Rays would win it. All right. So that gives us a National League Championship Series of the Diamondbacks and the Giants. I guess we'll see this in, in I think, next week when they do play each other. I'm a little worried for that series. Um the Diamondbacks' offense has been really good. But so is the Giants' oh, offense. Um, let me check about, Let me check at the... Um, hold on. So weird. Uh, the Giants Diamondbacks have won. The Diamondbacks are 3-1 and one against the, the Giants so far. This that, was the, that was the very beginning, though. That was the first series we had. Mm, yeah, first series. but you only played one series. It was in mid-May. Yeah, that was... I, I was looking was at their schedule the just to see... And they so they played the Nats a couple weeks, like a week and a half ago, and one of their games was postponed. They literally play in Milwaukee today, head here, head to Washington for a game, and then head out to San or head out to San Francisco. Yeah, 
Um, so the Giants have better offense, offensive war than the Diamondbacks, which is kind of surprising to me. By one, they're the, so the Giants are one ahead in offensive um, war, and the Diamondbacks are one ahead in pitching war. Who's got a higher WRC plus? I would probably guess. Hold on, let me see. Big Steve. Giants. Actually, they're tied. They have the same WRC plus, and but they we have a higher offensive war. Um, by point four. Yeah, and then the Diamondbacks have a point one percent higher pitching war. Um. Hold on, let's put this out here. I'm taking I'm taking the Diamondbacks. The Giants have an ERA. We they've given up significantly less runs than the Diamondbacks. Um while also having a better run differential. I mean while having better uh offense too. Oh man. This might this might actually be a good series. It would be a good series. Um the FIP is better from the Giants. Everything from the pitching looks better from the Giants. It just appears that at less home runs per nine, lower walks per nine, higher Ks per nine. Every single stat is better on the pitching side. I don't know why they have point one more war, but I guess that doesn't matter. I'm picking the Giants. Their offense and defense seems to be better, uh, especially right now. And by the time that they reach this championship series, we will have um, – Cobb back will have a lot of these players coming off the IL. So that increases. They'll be coming off the IL, but they won't have seen that much live pitching. These are all pitchers. Oh. So it's like Scott Alexander, um, Desclafani. I mean, not Desclafani, Cobb. Cobb was back in the last series, so he'll get one start there probably and then one start here. So I think I'm going snakes. No, dude, this is provide your reasoning. Because I mean, other than the dog, I think they got that Zach, dog in there. I think Zach Gallon is leaps and bounds better than Logan Webb. Yes, I think that Merrill Kelly will defeat whatever concoction the Giants pull up in Game Two. Like I think but, I could take Merrill Kelly in a given game, and it's that, not just playing matchups; it's also the fact that. The Giants don't have a consistent – they have a closer, but they don't have a consistent like setup, like six innings, guy, guy, Duvall. It's – for the Diamondbacks, it's Castro, Chafin, and uh, McGuff. Like it's consistent there. I think Corbin Carroll, a star power, does have the ability to take over a series with the fact that like Christian Walker seems pretty competent there. I mean it definitely does hurt to have – um no star no we have 10 players on the il compared to the diamondbacks three um mitch hanniger is a big loss for us um he hadn't been that good though had he he was good at clutch hitting but not 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 when no one was on base but look at the look at the i i i i can i can believe that the that the diamondbacks win the first two and that the giants win the next three you face Gallon no... in Game Five. Yeah, but Tommy Henry, Zach Davies, Ryan Nelson. I, you're gonna rush Zach Gallon back, and I, I, I don't think the Giants lose to Zach Gallon twice in a row. I don't, I don't think. I mean, he's, he, you really like Zach Gallon, but I, he hasn't been the Zach Gallon that we all thought he was gonna be. He's very good still, but he hasn't, he hasn't dominated like. And, and I think the, the biggest staff... thing is the Giants don't have a star to take over a series. 
it hasn't really mattered though recently, especially in this hot streak. There hasn't really been also, one guy. That... It's not. It's not the playoffs, Tom. Yeah, like there's not there's there's a very different amount of pressure on in a series in the middle of June versus theoretical October. I I would be fine saying that the the that we lose the series to the Diamondbacks, but I don't think that gives any competition to what's to come for either team. Yeah, <laughs> but in in my mind, I still think that the the Giants could get to the Diamondbacks pitching, especially after coming off a. Uh, series with atlanta but if well, you don't have faith in strider to close out a series i wouldn't have faith in zach gallon that is all i'm going to say i rest my i case. do have Go faith Giants. in strider to do it i don't have faith in the entire rest of the braves pitching outside of riceel iglesias yeah all right well that brings us to the world series matchup of the rays versus the diamondbacks the Rays. 1998 expansion battle rays in two um <laughs> the diamondbacks literally quit after the second game uh it was just not that close so unfortunate al is just so much better than the nl i think i think i could list three or four teams in the al that would sweep any team in the nl but i think rays in six just because it gives me rays of the dodgers in 2020 diamondbacks are the rays in 2020 vibes okay okay <laughs> Says where you at on this? Uh, I'm assuming you're with uh, us on this. You be with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I go. I go five. Before we wrap up, are the Rays going to be the first team in forever to just sweep the power rankings through the whole year? They began as the first rank. Are they going to finish as the last rank? I think it's going to be difficult for them, um, especially considering they're missing. A lot of their good starting pitching, Rasmussen's gone. Jeffrey Springs is gone. Those two definitely help the pitching staff, but we've had guys like Zach Eflin fill in the gaps pretty well. They have an infinite uh, pitcher glitch on their side. Tyler Glasnow is not looking at – if anyone's going to take it, there's one team that could take it. It's the Rangers, I think, or maybe the Orioles, but I don't really see that happening. Stevs, do you think it's – Well, so we do have the Arizona faces – Tampa Bay uh, after this series against Kansas City. So we will be able to see that matchup soon. But they mm. face Kansas City. Then they go uh, into Arizona and Seattle, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. That gets us through July 9th. Braves. Those are all Braves very, Raves. Those are all very win, winnable series. And assuming they win each of those series, I think they'll be fine at least until July 9th to stay on top of the power rankings. The only, my just, only issue is going to be that Atlanta series. I don't know how that's going to go. I'm just looking at the Diamondbacks record. They they play very well against bad teams. And, and they haven't really fared very well versus competitive ball clubs, except for, Brad, I'm sorry, the L.A. Dodgers, who have not looked very good. No, they they've, haven't. Actually, they've, they've played well against. Yeah. But they haven't matched up well against Miami. They haven't matched up well against Pittsburgh, Boston, Texas. They're 19-19 and 19 against teams above 500. Do you like that or do you not like that? Do you I like... read nothing into it. Exactly. It's I mean they're they're mediocre versus good teams. I just don't know how that's gonna fare against who who's their series before the Giants, actually? Uh is it the Reds? The Stevs. The Phillies? The Dodgers or the No, the Phillies didn't make it. Are talking the about Reds. the Dodgers or the or It the wasn't the Dodgers. It was the Reds, I think. The the Diamondbacks versus in the first series. Well, I huh. right <laughs> the Reds tweeted out 11 straight wins. We've seen Stranger Things because, you know, 11 was in Stranger Things. 
Oh, Steve. Anyways, we appreciate you listening as always. It has been a, another episode of the 4A Baseball Podcast. If you want to interact with us at all, all social media links will be in the description below. We appreciate you listening. If you have enjoyed, please consider sharing this with a friend, leaving a rating review, anything else in between. We will see you all next time. Peace. Steve!